What's up, what's up, everybody? Your boy is back, and I had to come, like, again, I took a little bit of a break, so I had to come real hard. So shout-out to my boy Marcos Siega on the last podcast. I hope everybody, if you didn't check that out, go check that out. Uh, OG, um, a movie director, a video director, but I had to follow-up hard, and I'm glad that it, it finally happened because we've been trying to make this happen for a second. Listen, the mastermind behind um, one of California's newest hard hitters on the scene. Listen, this is why. So first of all, everybody welcome Malachi. What's your last name? Green. Oh, green. Or whatever. Or whatever you I like that color green, by the way. That's one of my favorite colors. But shout out to Malachi hey. Green. Listen, and I'll say it, the, some, the a big brain behind Scowl because... Shout out to everybody who tuned into that episode, but I heard so much about you. I was like, we get, we got to get Malachi on the show because, you know, obviously Kat was showing you mad love, which she better, right? Also, you know, right? Yeah. If, you're gonna, if she's going to be the better half of the U2, she better shout you. She shouted you out the right way, but on the real, you know, pointing out everything from like the, the style of music and putting the music together, your name kept coming up. And I, I, I said it on that episode, I got to get you on and I'm glad we finally made it happen. But the ax man behind Scow and tell everybody the other bands. Cause I know you play for a couple other bands. That's bring people yeah, up to so speed. I play, um, I play in a band called lead dream. I do vocals in that. And then I play in another band called the can't hardly's. Um, yeah. And what's that stuff like? Because I'm not familiar with it, but I know you played in a lot of, in a couple other things. Uh, Lead Dream is, it's a little heavier. Um, I do that one with uh, Mike from Tsunami. um, Oh, dope. And Vinny from Tsunami. uh, Jarrett, who plays in Out of Pocket. All right. And um, I I play, the Can't Hardly's is more like, I don't know, when we started it, I was, we were just messing around and that was like, like Husker Du kind of worship. Gotcha. we were listening to that and like a lot of other like kind of I guess like post punk, gotcha. but like still it, it was like the gray area days where they're like it was punk, but they're like it's kind of normal, you know? Like yeah, yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Everyone's always trying to classify and put shit in the box, and I don't know, I don't like doing that. So yeah, like, yeah, no, that's cool that. because <laughs> even that was one of the things with Scow that caught my eye very early on was um that you guys were doing a more traditional sound that was kind of, it was getting kind of pushed away. Everything was, you know, I'm a metal guy also. I love the metal crossover stuff or whatever, but it it was becoming, you know, uh, a metalcore thing under a hardcore banner, under a punk banner or whatever. Like, it literally went away from, you know, the punk angle of it, you know? And Mm -hmm. when the whole, obviously, you know, um, the whole three-year vacation the world had, you know, spawned a lot of bands. Even if they were around, they kind of gave a good kickstart to that newer generation, which I say you guys are part of. I saw you guys early on. There was two two bands early on that stuck out to me, and it was Gulch, and it was you guys. And those were two oh, of the first yeah. bands. Two of the first bands I said, oh, I got to get them on. That's why, you know, I, I, I take pride that... You know, you guys were bubbling already, but I kind of heard about you before bubbling, bubbling. So I feel like, ah, you know, I was kind of up on them already. You know what I mean? And no, because I I heard it and I saw it, and and um, and I and and I liked what what where do you come from as far as your your whole DNA as far as heavy music? Because you guys tapped into a, a a sound that your generation, your age bracket. Not that I'm an old guy like that, but it wasn't common for this. You know, everything was very metallic and NASA metal. And you guys went back to just more uh, just balls and just songs and attitude. What, what, what was your, your thing coming up? So, like, I grew up in, like, the way I came into hardcore is through punk and hardcore. Because, like, to me, it was the same. 
So when I was growing up, my mom was a punk and she got oh. me into punk. Oh shit, that's I dope. Listen to that. So it um it was one of those things where like I just had already kind of come from it and transitioned into it. And I always had like a broad scope of uh of music. So for me it was like when I was a kid, I really liked um I really liked classic punk like i was like oh i love like the sex pistols and ramones and misfits and like all that stuff when i was like really young and then i kept searching and like going down the rabbit hole and then like i really like my one of my favorite bands was like reagan youth and then yeah obviously like bad brains and all that stuff but i would i would get these like i remember i would get this epitaph uh punk ramas and go yeah, through those and uh there is bands like Agnostic Front on there, and there is like you would have Rancid doing. They would like do covers of each other's songs, of, like of like No Effect songs and stuff. So I just kind of always, I was aware of the bands, but I didn't know the uh, the subgenre names until someone yeah. was like, "Yo, you like hardcore?" I was like, "You mean punk? Like, what do you mean?" And they're yeah. like. Like I was like Gorilla Biscuits, like I love girl, and they're like yeah. yeah, like this type of stuff, and they're like showing me stuff, and I then they introduced me to more modern hardcore. Like this was like freshman year of high school, yeah. So um, my uh, my homie Brandon was like, dude, do you do you like this stuff? And they would show me like they'd show me like Despised Icon, and I was like, oh, this is sick. It, it kind of is more like it metally, and I came yeah. from punk, and they're like, oh, you'll like this, and they showed me like ceremony and trash talk and i was like oh yeah this is like this is my shit so like God, yeah, yeah that was the stuff that like always kind of resonated with me was like the fast like more punk leaning stuff but i i like the more metal stuff too when i when i was when we started scout what what it was was like in our area there's a lot of really heavy music going on and this was right it was like a year before covid yep. and um cat was like i want to do a band and i was like all right cool cool like I want to play guitar in a band and I didn't play guitar. So I yes. bought a guitar. Well, I borrowed one and then eventually <laughs> I bought one, but like I borrowed a guitar and just like started practicing and learning like stuff. And I had played bass before. So I just was like, Oh, you add your pinky and make a power chord. And like, yeah, this is how you play guitar. So I just started writing stuff and tell the demo came about. And then after the demo was done, I was like, Oh, we could do more. And then we did the EP and like, that was like how it led into doing the album but it was it was all very like to me because i would like i was like obsessed with like punk documentaries you know like when i was a kid i'd be like all right like i didn't get suspended from school today this week and my mom was yeah. like we could go to blockbuster or hollywood yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you like know what? We, you I know what it's 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 refreshing what you're telling me because it's it's rare what again your mom's being a, a, a old school punk that definitely helped, but you did the same thing I did. Not all like saying it's the right way or whatever. And I'm not from that Vinny stigma generation. My, I came later. My first show was yeah. in the late eighties, 88, you know, to nowadays it may seem older, but to those guys, I'm like, uh, you know, but, um, <laughs> uh, but, it, but it was the same thing. It was like, um, um, you know, um, I, I, I used to hear my brother, and I had a brother, my brother, rest in peace, but my brother was always into metal, extreme music, so he loved punk. So I knew hardcore, right? So I used to be like, yeah, I like the exploited stuff, but it was like, and then I hear AF, and he goes, yeah, you know, it's hardcore. And I'm like, yeah, they're punk, but I go, I'm not crazy about the Ramones, but what's that punk? I like that GBH yeah. stuff. And he's like, yeah, that's punk. And then he would explain, you know, blah, 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 I would get into the hole, and I, and I would learn you know, I was lucky to have that, but what you kind of did was the same way, which explained, which was good. It was the right time, and I'm a metal guy. It was the right time for hardcore to go back to that part uh, of its roots. Because yeah, I think I mean, we were getting too far metal where it was getting lost. When I swear, when I, I, I tell you guys, goes when I heard certain bands, I go, wow, and this is a newer band? Like, they... they how the fuck they live? How do they got the aesthetics of what we did? Not like we did, but like the same DNA from the name, even the name. I said, that's a name I could have sworn I seen on a demo as a kid. Not that I did, but it's 
it should be on a demo, then a seven inch, then an album. Like it felt like everything I came up with. And I was like, man, how is this? That's why I, right away I said, I got to get cat. I got to get whoever of them on. I said, man. And what I liked again too about the new generation with her, you know, it was getting, you know, now we're in a very political time. I stay away from all that because I got GD. I don't know shit. I know music. I know. But what was good that, you know, it, it went from, you know, with, with female, with, with the whole female thing, it went from, you know, uh, uh, back in the day, you know, a girl could act sexy, then it got people flipped on them for trying to be sexy, and then it became they would, you know, uh, uh, people would get offended if you were trying to be too feminine, and then it got, what I liked was, Cat came out feminine but hard. And I was like, that's how you do it because they ain't nothing soft and it don't seem fake and it don't seem, it didn't, it was never a gimmick to me. You know, I said, yeah, that, I, there's nothing wrong because you know what it is, you could tell, if that's what you're into, you could tell when somebody's faking something, they're into whatever they're into. You could tell when it's fake and it didn't seem yeah, fake to me. That's the thing is like, we never were trying to be anything different. Like Kat, for example, like, Kat is very just herself, you know what I mean? And like a lot of people like try to do this thing where like they try to like tokenize people that are fin bodied and like be like, you know, like female fronted hardcore isn't a genre, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah. tokenizing people and like making this whole thing. Like she, she never subscribed to that. She does her own thing. She just plays music in her way and does what she does and it's authentic to her. And she'll never let anyone tell her different, you know, like yeah. we, for us, like we never, we did things our way, you know, and that's the way that seems to work for us. But that was a big thing is like people, when we came out, when a lot of bands, a lot of bands, I know like people try, you'll, you'll hear like music writers or like people be like female fronted. It's like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah that, I music, agree. That, that, this that, is what we do. And like, I, People, I mean, people still say stupid shit and do stupid shit. And like, they want to like put people, compare bands that don't sound anything alike because they're fan bodied or they put, man, those people to me are the lowest yeah. level of music lovers because they're not listening to the music. They're not looking at anything sonically. They don't, they just want to talk, you know? And like, for me, seeing that, but hearing people that like truly, like yourself, for something like, truly paying attention to the music that's what it is it's it's not yeah the, like people want to put things in a box and like tell people this or like they want to they want to try to act like they're paying attention but they're not they're they're trying to tokenize shit and make it yeah. something that it's missing the point so that's yeah, why yeah, they, exactly a lot of people tend to, to to get caught up with an aesthetic more than what the thing the band's about like yeah it's cool yeah, yeah but but to me i was just talking about it to somebody one of my boys recently about just in general because i agree i hate when they say oh you mean that female hardcore fronted back i go no they're a hardcore band yeah and they have a whoever has a female sing or whatever the singer be i'm like you i want people to know this and i'm i don't never claim to be the old school guy like i said i started going to shows in 88 and i know this from what i studied before me and after there was always girls around there was always yeah. girls in bands. There was always an Asian guy. There was always a Latin dude. There was always a black dude. So guess what? Nothing is new. So, you know, to, I hate that now they make it because in a cool way, I got to say, uh, you. she started a little, you know, obviously she got girls motivated. There's a lot of, since you guys, it seems like I started a lot of getting girls involved. But the band, oh, is, to cool. me, I yeah, which is cool. But I again, when yeah. I saw the band, it was it wasn't about just her. It was the whole thing. I was like, how the hell this generation put it together? Like with uh, you know, like you guys had to put your artifact, go hunting for artifacts, and and really do your deep diving. I could tell, you know, from the aesthetics, the name. How did the name come up? Let's just start with that because I got I, all that. Again, I caught my eye. Everything from the name, the aesthetic, the sound. I was like, man, real refreshing. Uh, the name came because my, so like my grandma, when I zone out, I get like a scowl. <laughs> yeah. And Pat, when, when she was like singing, like one of me were first like practicing, she would get like a scowl. And I was like, yo, scowl's a sick name because like 
everyone like gets this scowl on their face when they play like and throughout the whole band so i was like yo what if we call ourselves scowl and that's just how it came through and um, yeah, that's we just stuck with it and it seemed to work and then over time it more like the flower came in and like all that that came in just because we were like say. sitting at the kitchen table and like we are just like making the demo art because we just drew doodles and like put shit together on photoshop and like kind of went about it that way so it came about pretty naturally it just came from things that were like that resonated around me and like the rest of the band and that's like what we've tried to keep like with the psychic dance routine ep we just did like the dancer in the crystal ball is my great grandma like we always try to like pieces of the band we try to keep from like our lives and our past and stuff and like bring them into like things and like stuff that really resonates with us and is personal to us and and And, how long how long the band or is it all you joined the band or how did it work who was together first or did you guys because what i like about your your crew out there in general like you just say you played in bands with tsunami guys or whatever it reminds me a lot of what trapped on the ice turnstile well a lot of these bands where there were a group of friends that all mixed it match and they did the same thing some played a hard band a melodic band a rock band an acoustic band and i always liked that because i used to put ourselves in a box always like all right yo it's just this it's just this and then i'm like why did we put our i would put walls up on myself thinking yo i could do something different there's nothing wrong with it you know but I guess it was a yeah. meathead mentality back then of just kind of like, yo, this is who we are. We got to put ourselves on the map. We just got to live, breathe this one thing. And then, yeah. we miss, um, you know. That came about just because we, Kat and I wanted to do the band. I played in a band with Cole called Jawstruck. And uh, he played drums and I played bass in that. And then we, I was like, yo, you want to play drums in this project or, or like this band we're doing? And he was like, sure. And then the dudes from Drain actually filled in on bass until Bailey ended up uh, playing bass in the band. And then now we have Mikey who plays second guitar. And at first I was like, fuck a second guitar, like Ramon style, like four piece. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how we play. And then what happened was is people kept unplugging me when they were stage diving and that when you're a four piece, it would kind of sound like shit. Cause the guitar, oh, I know, out. trust me. So I know I was like, fuck. And then Mikey was like, I'll play second guitar. And he lives in Philly and he was just our friend. I had like known him through, uh, from booking shows and doing stuff. And like, I used to book his band. And so I was like, yeah, hop in on this tour. And if you still want to be in the band at the end of the tour, like this is what we're doing right now. We're touring a lot. And he was like, okay. And like, someone was like, why didn't you get someone from uh, from your area? I was like, everyone who wants to tour is busy. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, I'm- he's our friend, so it makes sense, you know? Like, because th- I think it was like, he lives far. And it's like, yeah, but like, FaceTime's a thing if I want to write something with him. And then like, this, uh, it's true. All he's like, if he's down and he's our friend, why not? That's kind of how the band keeps, like, how the members came in or anyone on like, you know, like anyone who want like does stuff when we're on the road, like TM or like sound or anything, yeah. it all came about by just being like, get in the van. That's usually how it is. You become this. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. Uh, our, our tour manager w- was one of our, my boy. He played in another battle right now. You're a tour manager. Now you're a merge guy. Yeah, exactly. You give people. Yeah. Their ha- Let me ask you. I got this question that you might be able to help me out with because you seem uh, coming up with your having your moms around and knowing the old stuff, you know what got me curious because you mentioned Drain, you guys, your era and especially the California bands, a lot of colors in the artwork because you must mm-hmm. know that looking at all the old school shit, you know there wasn't that many colors, like. I, yeah. I know that's one of the things I notice about the newer bands. Like they they'll go full blast with the full. Now you see it's a thing. Now every show it's cool, which I love because it gets tiring. You know, black and white. You know. Yeah. I, but now, like, where did you think? Uh, you know, it was um, because it, again, to me, it seems right. And nothing seems weird or out of place. But I would have never went that route till I saw all you guys doing it, and it seemed like, oh yeah, it seems right. 
Like, what do you think it, it got colorful as far as artwork? Yeah, the world's a, the world's a colorful place, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. like, I think, like, I guess, for us, we just, I like, guess, I'm glad you're telling me. I asked, and I asked Cat, yeah. I asked Jive Bomb, Cat from Jive also, because I said, I'm in that uh, older uncle zone. You know, I'm not the mm -hmm. father, grandfather guy. I like to be the cool uncle. So I like knowing. I ask these questions because I'm curious. That's why. And what you just said makes sense. It's a more of a colorful world because it, to me, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of colors, very bright in general. Not just you guys. Like, you know, the drain artwork, a lot of the artwork yeah. is just, it doesn't seem weird. I'm like, wow, it's just curious where, where it must have yeah. come. But wait, the lay of the land makes sense. <laughs> It's, I mean, also, like, just art-wise, like, I think, to be honest, you look at so many old flyers, and it's, like, Xerox, like, flyers, black and white, everything's black and white. I think it just, over time, you were able to add more color. It was easier to add color to everything. Yeah, like, it's true. not, like, it's easier to print, like, yeah, um, true. flyers in full color at Kinko's real quick. Yeah, you yeah, know, like for that. sure. Back in the day, every color cost extra even yes, yeah you know it it's got pretty it's gotten a lot more colorful and like i think bands like it transitioned to that over time you know it started out like black and white xerox flyers and like single color shirts because everyone was doing it themselves it was super diy but yeah. over time people were able to learn like yeah. how to do five color prints themselves and like oh, yeah you know yeah. i think oh it was just people from this all started like decades ago right and it all starts somewhere so then over time just more and more got added more things more influences more yeah more true. like art color stuff so i yeah, think definitely because more into this yeah and it definitely um california and northern california has a big part to do with that i definitely because i noticed that that was a big thing with that movement in general and let me ask you this so you you, you cat everybody you're like all right we're gonna start we want to do a band or whatever now sonically where you have some songs or were you you told yourself all right we want to do some gritty punk you know hard. what was that what was the concept with it did you have a concept or you just had riffs already i just like i i like punk and only and hardcore and all this yeah. stuff but i liked fast like i like circle pits yeah. you know i love circle pits and stage dives and side to side so i wrote music instrumentally for that but it morphed over time um we we were never afraid to like experiment or like mess around with things and i think as the playing because like i didn't like i said i didn't play guitar until yeah. the band started so i think That's over crazy. time i was able to incorporate more influences and for me i never everything was in such a broad like um like the subgenres to me all morph together. So like when you, I listen to Minor Threat, but I also listen to Fugazi, which came from you know members of Minor Threat. So over time, the the sound incorporated yeah. more stuff. You know, I I love, I love like Negative Approach, but I love the Breeders. I love, um, I love Agnostic Front, but I love Sonic Youth. Yeah, and like, so I wanted to incorporate everything over time. So it started. It started out just very like punk, rudimentary punk. And then over time, we just started bringing in more of our influences that really resonated with us and we really liked. Um, and I've seen, I mean, that, that's nothing new because the Bad Brains did that. You know, they started out doing their thing and then they brought so, in like a reggae influence. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. Like, you grow, yeah, you, you learn how to play your instruments and shit. Yeah, you know, like Husker Du did that. Um, you have, you have, Chromags had like albums that like trans yeah. like over time they in like Agnostic Front you know Agnostic Front from the first two albums to Cause for Alarm, alarm like that was a absolutely. big transition on voice too like that sure. that sonically that that album changed a lot you know yeah. and like like changed a lot of it it's true. changed the course of, uh, the trajectory of hardcore like that yeah that no, no for sure was, and and you're right it's true you know you also yeah it makes sense and it's true like basically what you said you know you learn you start learning how to play your instrument even more now you're yeah. grabbing more you're, you're able to play more and and output more because you know yeah. that that's true because even myself i had i was always an idea guy but performance wise i couldn't always get it out 
then the more I learned, the more I studied the game because I'm into building songs. I wasn't worried about building my skill just as a bass player. It was always as a songwriter. I always wanted to build a song. Yeah. Like, you know, that Same. I got, you know, and that's what I was going to ask you. Um, because it seemed when I would ask about when I was asking about the writing process, you know, your name came up a lot when you you're obviously do you write a lot, all the stuff, some of the stuff or what's the routine in the band as far as the music? Um, I wrote like as far as the riffs go and like song structures, like I do a majority of like that. But I we all work together, you yeah, know, like if I. There's been a couple of times I've been like, check this out. And they're like, dude, it's not it. And I'm like, it's yeah. it. And they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, all right. Like, but they, uh, everyone kind of has a hand in it at times. And um, it's been, it's pretty collaborative when it can be. I mean, I write, like I said, I'll, I'll usually show up to practice with like a fully structured song and like all the riffs. And then they'll be like, Ooh, what if we try this? What if we try gotcha. that? And yeah, like, build a gap. More like it starts out with like the uh you know just the cake but then you add the frosting and the yes you maybe you add another another layer like you know yeah no for sure i do the same thing i'm on the same boat like i usually would come in with a big bulk of it and then but as a band we put it together and then maybe yeah. add a bridge or try something a different thing for sure that's the way and i know your name came up as a songwriter and that's crazy um before guitar you said you i know you played bass was mm -hmm. that before guitar or you play? Yeah, bass I played at bass before guitar, which is probably why I play, I guess, what's been described to me as like percussively at times. Like I like making like yes, noises out of the guitar. That's not just like a the chord sometimes. So like, yeah, I think that comes from playing bass. I, you know what I what I hear? Because <clears throat> that's what I do. I write on guitar, but I'm a bass player and, I, and I'm a shitty guitarist. I, I wrote eight albums. Nine, I wrote nine albums and I don't know how many EPs with a bar chord. I know one chord and that's it. So everybody out yeah. there, you don't need all that shit. It's great to know them, but um, I was the same way. You know, I was more like, but it's funny you say that because Skull's music is that. It's, it's a wall of riffs. It's not... You know riffs that are are you know got a, a wideness and there's a little intricate things. It's always real heavy, straight uh, walls walls of of sound. You know there's a very I could hear it, and that's how I would write because I play as a bass player and, and bass players push. You know we'll do the bomb 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 and I hear your riffs is like hey, man, you know you're pushing in, and that's something a bass player does a lot of times. You know what I mean? And I like yeah. that style, and um, and I, but but that's cool because um, before bass, how how long did you play bass before you picked up the guitar? Not very long. It was like I played in a a band. It was like a year and a half. We played. I played bass in, and then I borrowed a guitar from the other guitarist. Well, he left it at my house, and then I was like, "Hey, I'm playing on this. Can I borrow it for a little bit?" And then we started scow. So it wasn't super long. I think I just like. I didn't play bass before that band too. So I, oh, I got a bass to crazy. play bass in that band. Crazy. So I don't know. I just kind of like that kind of style worked for me where I was like, I'm just going to get the instrument and learn as I go. Cause then you have to learn it. You can't just be like, I'll learn it tomorrow. It's like, Oh, we have a show tomorrow. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I got to learn it now. So like I, I just learned as I went and yeah. like hoped for the best, but I practiced a lot, you know, like get home from work or school or whatever and practice. So that yeah. was like, that was it. That's all I kind of what I do. I mean, at home it's like compulsive now. I just always play guitar and like mess around on it. And like, I think it's funny too, because someone who comes from punk or like saw punk, that's very like, I guess that's very common like you know like that way the at least the old bands that i would read about and stuff i wasn't yeah. there but i would i'd heard that's kind of how you did it and so i was like i think that's how you end up playing the way if you start that way you can kind of develop your own style without too much of getting stuck in like the rigid box of yeah this is sure. what needs to be there and it's yeah. all kind of like what sounds cool to you yeah no no for sure i think um that's why I was kind of, I, later on, I appreciated that I was very primitive with my plane because my ideas were big. So I had to figure it out. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I had to figure out how, because we always had to compete with a big metal band. You know what I mean? But I'm like, yo, we got to rep the hardcore thing, but we got to be able to hang. All right, what are they doing that we could do? Oh, we got to play tighter. That's something the old punk bands didn't do. Punk bands used to have the right attitude, but maybe they weren't the tightest. Why does Metallica sound like Metallica? All right, they not always the full of soul, but man, they're tight as hell. Okay, when Metallica plays a GBH song, a discharge, you're like, okay, now we hear something, uh, a meeting that's making sense because they're playing something that has soul. Now you're playing it a little technical. Okay, now you're like, okay, we could do this, we could push that, you know, and it and it's crazy. And I'm, when is it? You start about it. Scow starts about a year before the pandemic, right? Yeah. All right. So you're playing. When do you feel like, okay, wow, this, this thing is because you've had bands, right? And you also know, you know, um, it ain't always the easiest thing to get your name out there, you know, for a band. You know what I mean? You can have the best band in the world. It doesn't mean, you know, people, you know, you got to get people to care and all that. When did you feel the momentum coming? Because, again, I felt a lot of that, the, the Gulches, the you guys, the tsunamis a while ago before those shows because I felt you know you could just people were buzzing new aesthetics new look the new sound new old sound kind of and new um what 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 do you think um you saw scout man I see some momentum in this 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 band got a little something that's popping right now I don't people I noticed people were like singing along and uh, we were doing, we before the the pandemic, we did a West Coast tour and it did really well. Um, literally the last day, um, we woke up the next morning and the country shut down and there was like everything was closed. I was like, oh shit, um, okay. So that's kind of I noticed that people were like, people seemed into it, so that was yeah. cool. I'm always in the mindset like where I'm like never sure if people yeah. like us i'm just like, hoping so like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh i don't know it we just were stoked that people seemed to care and we just kept going so yeah i think because, yeah I think it was like right before the pandemic and then after the pandemic we started we started playing shows again and started doing well and then we released the album and it was uh people seemed to like it you know and um we yeah, kept touring you, a you, bunch. Because I'll tell you, you know, you know this because you've played in a band, you know, you've done a lot in a short time, which is great. You know, the the timing of the world, it's such a shitty time of the world. You know, it was good that I, I said it. A lot of people said it. Hey, there better be a lot of new bands and a lot of old bands with new songs because you got a lot of write about. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff yeah. that went on. So it was good that, again... Right now, that's the lay of the land. Is that it's that new movement? You know, I don't even like saying new movement because I feel like I'm trying to talk, like oh, no, some new jack is like no, just the new wave, the the next generation. You know, I was part of a, a newer generation when we first came, and um, but it's good, it's good that um 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 that it, it took that's some real punk shit. It came out of the real world shit going on. You know. I wasn't, you know, when I was a kid, that whole when punks were against Reagan and whatever, I was too young for that. You know, and again, I'm not a political guy, but okay, the punk had something, to, oh, really? All right, now you could kind of back it. There was nothing more punk rock, hardcore than the world shutting down and everybody trying to figure the shit out and trying to rebuild. Yeah, right? you know? I mean, that was like, I got the whole reason we even had an LP is like, Again, at that point, I, I hadn't even played guitar for like a year. So I wrote the LP on the couch because I got home in the restaurant. I was working in the kitchen and they're like, we're shut down. So I just sat on the couch and like tried to do something productive. And that LP was done and recorded like a year before, it, even longer, maybe before it came out. So by that time, I was like, fuck, I, I already learned some new stuff. Should Wish I could like do some more shit on that one, but then we did the EP and like all of that. It was just productive time, like using your time that you could. And like with COVID, it in like everything going on in the world, I do think it's cool to see so many hardcore bands and so many kids come to hardcore shows because I think they need it. It's a frustrating place and like it's a very like it's a very wild place right now. And like 
there's a lot of shit going on and there's a lot of things to be angry about. And so what, <laughs> what better thing than getting out there and yelling about it, you know? And yeah. like, so see, when we played shows, when we were doing shows, like, cause I booked a lot of shows pre COVID and then after COVID and um, you would, if we had a band come and like a hundred kids showed up pre COVID, we were like, Whoa, this is nuts. Now I'm watching my friends sell out like thousand cap rooms. And I'm like, Holy shit, dude. Like if we saw a band come and sell out Gilman, we thought they were the biggest band in the world. Now I'm watching my friends do like massive tours, headlining like over the U S and selling out rooms like three guys. And like, that's pretty insane to me that like hardcore and punk is in a place like that. Cause I remember when I, I was like broke as shit, a band would come through, I'd give them all the door money. And then like, yeah. if I thought that was light, I would pay money out of my pocket. Yeah, to get you, know, gas yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you had to do that. And like, we just did it cause we loved it, you know, and we still do it cause we love it. And like, it's from the scene, like everybody yeah. in my band helped run shows and like, was a part of the scene and like ran door and stuff like that. Like everyone in Scal did that pre COVID and continue to help out when yeah. we need help. And like they, um, to see music now to a place where like, I can see my friends touring full time. And like, it just makes me really happy. Cause I remember six, seven years ago, I remember, I remember being like 13, 14. And for some reason, churches would always have the most violent shows in the world at that point. Yeah. So I'd go to like some church that was having like Donnie Book play. Yeah, yeah. Then, How the fuck is this lineup here? Um, and then you'd go and like the room was like, you know, there's a good amount of kids, but it's not like what it is now. And like uh, yeah, what it is now is really beautiful. Like it's really cool to see. I get to see I've seen like a few people I know, like friends of mine are like their bands are in like Taco Bell commercials or like yeah. they're like you know, or I get to see them doing like stuff where like they're they're living their dream. And like to see that is a really beautiful thing because it's it comes from a very authentic place. And like, you know, there'll, there'll probably be bands that start up that don't come from hardcore or punk and they see it's popular and they start it up because yeah. they want a piece of that. But like whatever, because like there's a lot of people that come from it that are that are crushing you know and yeah like, yeah no I, for I sure I, I was saying the same thing obviously people could see it right now it's a fucking crazy time it's a great time too like you know i'm yeah. like saying you know like for people for, for for bands that are out there working it you know it's a good time you could stay busy if obviously you got to still have songs and you know there's more to it you, you just don't put out a band and it works you know it's, people don't understand yeah. that either they think also yeah it popped up this they it, Overnight isn't really overnight, you know. People think overnight, you know, they don't see, you know. Like I heard the best thing I said: being in the band is um. I go being in a band is the job, but everything that comes with it is the work, the traveling, all the bullshit we got to deal with. Being on stage is fun. That's play. Yeah, but you know that's the job. Yeah, we're music, but the work or everything that comes with it to do that forty-five minutes oh. to do that one hour or whatever it is, you know. People don't understand. Let me ask you this: you guys did um. You did Ross Kilda, right? Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Well, just so you guys know, salute to you guys. We did, that's off the grip. Like, because I hear you talking about, you know, the other friends' bands that are doing great, but you guys are doing great, too. Let me just tell you, people don't just get to get on Ross Kilda like that. Dude, that you know? was a fun one. It was funny, too, because we, we didn't know, like, uh, sometimes we'll play these fests and we'll show up and it's like, we play like 25, 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. That's like a typical hardcore set. They'll be like, uh, don't go over the time. We're like, Oh, we play like 30 minutes. They're like, perfect. And then like, you'll go there and like in Europe, they want you to play longer. Oh and yeah. You like, guys going to, let me tell you, you guys need a, yeah. you guys, so need a lot we're going to add some stuff next time we go and play some fest. Cause we didn't know it was like, yo like you can play for 45 minutes here and they love that i was like the attention span here because what here if you play for 45 minutes and you're not like a headliner like we're like get off the fucking stage man yep. you're overstaying you know what i mean like 20 minute sets are common yeah so that's it, what i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say that's something the new generation is common what you just said yeah. for for us it was opposite yeah we would go on 
back in the day, they used to be like, the contract says an hour and a half. We're like, who you think we are, Led Zeppelin? We'd have to play our set. Look at our first, I don't know how many albums. They didn't even reach 30 minutes. That's why we did intros and we did this because on contract, you had to do a minimum of 30 minutes. We would put interludes, space them out more. We would do everything. We're like, yo, yeah. we're a hardcore band. You know, it's, it's not about that. But you guys are at a, a position, and Europe is like that because Europe, you know, they want their show. They want to get their money's worth. But Europe is going to be with you. Like, they, they're like, no, nah, that's our band. But you yeah. got to, you know, they got it. You got to show them like, okay, we didn't have that. But now we're back. You wanted more. We got more. You know, yeah, and, that's what and we're they, doing this time around. <laughs> for sure. Like, no, and you guys are, it's yeah. good that you guys started making out that. So that you, 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 your first time in Europe was the UK first? We did, uh, no, we did, uh, first time in Europe was last summer. Um, we oh, played the okay. UK, um, but then we came back to the UK later on in the year. Okay, um, so we, the first time in the UK was Outbreak and we played some other one off shows and then, we we like uh we were doing like a euro tour but it was like a lot of fests and then there was like some other stuff going on but then we played uh we went to what was it we went back to the uk with stick to your guns and then some one-offs and then we went back to the uk earlier this year on like our own headline that's tour. what and i that saw one, yeah sick. that sold out like almost every night which was insane to me because we didn't expect that and like we were like so thankful for that and then now we're going back uh for a full european tour in, in like two weeks um we're doing <clears throat> yep. that there's some fast there's some there's one-offs um or there's like club shows and there's some other stuff that that one i'm really excited for we got some pretty big fests on that one like uh Google pop and then we got like Sonic Blast. That's last year Fluff Fest. We have yeah, uh, and those aren't um, again. Not every band gets on those. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I, I I'm super grateful. Like Reading and Leeds is one that I've always heard of, so I'm excited for that Big. one. Like that one's like for sure. Let that, me tell you, Pukel oh, Pop. I know that since the '90s, Mab would never would be, been able to play one of those. But I'm saying that since then, that was like Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Pukel pop is huge, you know, like it's still it's great when yeah. you saying that right now. Even when I saw you guys did Ross Killed, I was like, oh man, that's great. Cause again, handful of bands could do it. It just doesn't mean because you're buzzing and whatever. Yeah, all that helps. But that just still don't mean you could play certain things because some of these fests don't care. They gotta also, you know, like you gotta have something, somebody gotta like you, and they gotta, you know, yeah. uh, they gotta also say okay it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's still so. When when they had picked up when they asked us I I I was like this is crazy even if they asked us to play the parking lot I would never think they would have then when I saw I think Tara did it I saw you guys and I was like that's what it needs because you know when we played it was like the gorillas you know it was bad yeah. Yeah, a Dula Lipa you know it was like crazy you know like all pop stuff but they're, they're no, like who played days. that yeah who played that day when you when you played them. Uh, the headliners were like Queens of the Stone Age and Kendrick Lamar. So like we've been Perfect. playing some of those fests where like it's like a mix of everything. And honestly, I love that because like I think that the mixed bill is very important. You know, I very. think that blending I blending all the different types of music on a bill, that's important, you know, and like you shouldn't just listen to one yeah. type because you should, you know you need all the different types and like listening if you're, if you're someone a musician too like if you listen to just one type of music it's cool because like you're like this is my shit and I, I love that like i love punk and hardcore but i also like you know rap and indie music and metal and like i like reggae and i like you know i like boy and this and that and like it's i like all that stuff i love country you know i listen to country yeah. all the time it's like all that stuff is is important to listen and like hear different stories and see different like ways to play it. And like, I think it's, I think it's cool. Yeah. So seeing, being, having these opportunities to play fest where I'm like, yo, I get to go watch Kendrick Lamar after we play like, Oh, Queens of the Stone Age. That stuff's like, I don't know. That that's really cool to me. I love that. We, uh, we've played yeah. some fests where it's been like, there's like three other hard, hardcore bands on it and that was it. Yeah. And it was really cool to go out there and, 
still they're still moving like it's a hardcore yep. show. They're still solo pitting. They're still crowd surfing. They're yep. still like they're still two stepping. Like it, you know, there's they know what's up and like they they get down and like that's just because it it's a it's music lovers. You know, it's yeah. not just like I love it's like I love music and this music speaks to me. Like that's <laughs> and that's what and that's exactly what Europe was. You know, in the early days back then when we were first going, it was exactly that. There was four or five hardcore bands that did everything. You know, it was Agnostic Front, Sick of It All, you know, Madball, you know, uh, it was a handful. Maybe Gorilla Biscuits, whoever was around. But that was like, and it was very common. We were the only hardcore band. The thing that that kind of, um, I think, hurt those days a little bit, now it's coming back again where the big mixed bill is. Uh, the hardcore movement got so big and popular out there that so many bands were coming through that now these festivals instead of having oh we're just gonna have scow and this now they go wait a minute since we got scow we got tarot we got um knock loose playing we got you know what let's do a hardcore stage so now yeah. it's a hardcore stage which sometimes is dope but i remember playing um we played um it was um Man, Lowlands Festival in Holland back in the day. Now, on our stage, I forgot who it was, but then it was Los Lobos, who did <clears throat> La Bamba, Madball, and Corn. The other stage was uh, Buju Bantan. The far side was on another stage. This was, and it was insane. <clears throat> you know, and everybody was vibing on all the other bands. The Los Lobos guys went nuts when we played. Vice versa, yeah. we go see the, the reggae shit and bug out. You know, everybody... You know, and then the next thing you know, you go write a record. You're like, hold on, I got an interlude idea. Let's try some Jamaican shit. I remember they, and then, you know, and definitely. And I think it's cool to hear that you guys are getting, you're getting a chance to do that, to be on a fest where it ain't, just by put them on a hardcore stage, put them on the punk stage, you know, like, yeah. no, put us on for everybody. Yeah, it's it's been cool and like, it's been received like I, at least from my perspective the crowd's been receiving it when we play so like i'm very thankful for that so that's it's been cool like you know and like to see that and like to have people react in a way or like i've had people be like yo i've never heard hardcore before like we did a and be, I, I like what you're doing and they start listening to more stuff which is really cool to me and like another thing that's funny is like we've done a lot of tours where like we were the hardcore band on the tour, but it was a mixed bill. Right. Yeah. And people, our goal is to go out there and like, give it our all. And like, maybe people fucking hate us. Maybe they're like, fuck this band. And that's fine. But they might pull it up to talk shit and like tell their friend, like, yo, I fucking hate this band. And then yeah. they accidentally click on like a more like this band. And they like one of those bands. Cool. At least you're listening to hardcore and you found something you like, you yeah. know, and that, if 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 we got you there by either loving or hating us, at least you're here now, you know. Because I think hardcore is cool and has like a lot of important messages that people should hear. And like, people, you can learn a lot from it. Like the community, the DIY aspects, the the uh, the community, especially. Like I got so many friends that like I could call right now and be like, "Yo, I need help moving a couch," and they'd be like, "I'm there." You know what I mean? Like that's you build real long lasting friendships and you learn a lot. I learned a lot from a lot of, from the community that like made me a better person. So I think that if, if I can do anything and I can help, you know, if I could go out and play a mixed bill and it does speak to people in a yeah. good way or like in a way, like I said, where they're like, maybe I don't like this band, but I like a band that I can find on their Spotify's or something like that then that that's a win to me, you know, like that's, that means you're here, you know, you're coming and like, you're giving it a chance. Listen, so. everything you said, that's great. Like that's exactly how I feel. And I'm happy that you're saying that because you guys are some of the, you are the, the some of the, the people in the front of this new generation. Some of the people driving the new, the new generation, the upfront people, you know, um, People are looking at you guys and, okay, what are these guys are about? And I'm glad you said that and that you feel that way because I agree. And it's like, we got to, sure, it's about our music. We're expressing ourselves. We do our bands how we want it, blah, blah, blah. But it's good to not forget where we come from. And it's good that you do that because people are looking, exactly, the new generation are going to look at you guys as you're our, you know, our 
a bad brain. Scowl is our AFs, our, you know, our first entrance to this shit. And it's good that that is still, that message got to be pushed. That, look at, you don't got to like us, but know where it comes from and know that, yeah, it's more than the bands. These, these people, you eat from it. You know, they live together. We all live together. We slept on each other's couches. But that's why we play in a band because he was next to me. He just happened to be by, like, you know, it's good that people know this, that it's not just, oh, I put up a sign or, oh, yeah, my manager put us together. Oh, I know these, yeah, a couple of, you know, that's cool too. I, I don't hate, you know, but that's, Part what makes it that the community part is what I don't want to get yeah. lost. You know, stigma really pushed that on without pushing it, made it. I realized how important it was. I was like, man, this is bigger than what any of the one band does is the community yeah. part of this. The how you know what I say is being a hardcore kid is a superpower, meaning, yeah. You see a Slayer shirt, a Metallica shirt, or whatever. But now you see a certain, a Last Resort shirt. You see an AF shirt. You see a certain, you know, a Drain shirt. You go, okay, you could connect the dots now. Like, I am, I might know somebody you know. It's more than just yeah. a genre. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. almost know you either, your mentality is either that way or this way. It's crazy to know that by a T-shirt. You can't do that with every yeah. scene and genre. No, you know? yeah. You can't. And, like, you know, that was we were talking about earlier, too, is it's so broad. You know, like I can see someone wearing, um, you know, like see kind of what they like and like they come in from everyone has different avenues uh, yeah. getting into hardcore, whether it's punk, whether it's like maybe they found like kind of the more deathcore side of things and that trick yeah. got them into it more metal. Every, there's a little something for everyone. And there's like in this thing, I think it's a. Uh, it's cool because like it's, it's so it's so broad. There's so many tastes of music. I think it's wild. I think the only thing that I that I think is funny, I guess, is when they compare. Like they'll try to compare. Like you can't compare us to Drain because sonically we're different. We're all homies and we hang yeah. out and like we play shows together. Those are my dudes and they're amazing. But like sonically, it's like it's different. Nothing. So like if you're like if you're like I don't like this band, but I like this band. It's like oh, you like that style. That style is your style. That's sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to like this style. But I think the comparing of all of them is funny when, like, I see – lately I've noticed that. Like, I'll, like, look at something and I'll be like, how are you trying to compare this? Like, you, you realize there's all these different influences yeah. and it's so broad. Yeah. And I feel like when people – the mindset, like, what you're saying is, like, I can look at someone and be like, oh, sick. You got, like – you got a, a Madball t-shirt on. That's yeah. sick. Yeah. You know, like you got an AF shirt on, like you got a yeah. Coldest Life shirt on, or like exactly. you know, you got Bad Brains, or you got like a hoax tee or something. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff is so sick. And like, I think that um, I think that my my one hope is as all these bands are playing on, I hope the it broadens everything and there's less like, well, I don't know, I like I like this band, but I they don't sound like this band. I prefer yeah. bands that sound like this. It's like yeah. cool, then yeah. that's sick. You should I, like you should listen to those bands. <laughs> I think no. I think from again from like the whole turnstile. You guys, not, nothing sonically same, but being that energy where it's a group of people that made up a, a big part of the scene in those cities, were like that. A bunch of friends that always played music and loved it. You can't deny. It. You could tell it's it's authentic. You could feel it. You know what I mean. Same thing with you guys. Everybody out there. I think why some people may say that is because oh. The new, a lot of the new uh, bands popping are from uh, area in California. So automatic, oh, they must sound the same. Oh, they probably live on the same block. They think, you know, back in the day, they thought every New York hardcore band lived in the Lower East Side, you know. That, yeah. So I know how it goes, you know. And I'm like, they used to say, oh, you guys are like this band. And we're like, yo, we sound nothing like them. But it didn't matter. You're like, oh, you're a tough guy band. So it was this, or you're this, whatever. That Whatever. The people yeah. that know, know because... Exactly. That's the one thing. Another thing I like about the movement there that nobody sounds the same, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, it, it's, it, important. It's, it's important and it's hard because I thought it couldn't be done because I thought I was like, man, it's so lost. <laughs> like, you know, that comes from just all of our backgrounds and how we got into it. Like tsunami sounds like tsunami because of uh, because of the people in that band and what they, yeah. what they loved and what they came from and drain sounds like drain because of uh, 
the stuff that influenced them growing up. You know, like Gulch sounds like Gulch because of what in- influenced them or Spy sounds like Spy. You know, we sound like us because of what influenced us and like what it, <laughs> it kind of comes from like we were all into into punk and like and hardcore and like all this stuff. And so but we're, you know, some of our newer stuff, for example, like we're influenced by negative approach. But like I love Sonic Youth. I love Salt. You know, I love stuff like that. So it all kind of blended together to where we're what we have right now. And, um, you know, Drain, when they first started, I remember like I saw them pretty early on because we were booking shows together and like I was playing with like older bands I was in and <clears throat> stuff like that. So they uh, I could tell like over time they've turned into like the drain they are now. And that's beautiful. Like when you see bands evolve and like grow based off of like they're like, yo, I, I love this, but I love this, you know, like and they, they hone their sound. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Like um I see that with a lot of the bands and like, or people played in a bunch of bands before they landed on the band that makes yeah. the most sense for them. And um, yeah. that's for us, because I think it's, a, we all hang out together, but it's pretty diverse and we all have different musical tastes. I think that's why the bands all sound different, but that energy and that fun, like if you're all in a room with all of us and you're hanging out, like yeah. it's pretty, it's the same energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah no, no, I totally know. Cause we had yeah. that. You know, every a generation that when everybody was on the New York thing, it was the same thing. We had, you know, we, a lot of different bands, but, you know, from the Mad Bulls, the Bulldogs, the Crown of Thorns, the, the Fahrenheit, for, you know, the, the Burns. Yeah. You know, you had every flavor, but and it was yeah, exactly. It was like a good energy. You know, it's funny. You said something earlier when you mentioned the Breeders. I actually robbed one of their riffs. It's the end of Set It Off. <laughs> well, it's kind oh, of... A, yeah. So they had that song, Cannonball. You remember, it was a huge song. Yeah, I love that and, song. <clears throat> so, you know, the, the riff goes, doom, 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 right? Yeah. Doom, doom. So I, I, me and Maddie Henderson, we used to laugh, you know, jam out to the song. It would stick in our head, and I would always, like, fuck around with it laughing, and I would jam that riff. Doom, 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 doom. And then I was writing Set It Off, and we needed an ending. So the ending, I'm trying to like figure out what the hell am I gonna do? And I was fucking around that the video comes on and I'm start going, doom doom doom. And I keep playing doom 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 And it ended up being the end of set it off. I go, Maddie, I bit the breeders riff. And to this day, a quick one more story. We're doing Hazen Street, we're rehearsing in LA. Who's rehearsing there? The breeders, the bangles. I got to hear, I was on their door listening to the breeders play that song through the door like yeah. a little kid. I was like, oh shit, they played the jam. It's pretty crazy. They rip. I saw them. Uh, we played a fest with them earlier this year and I watched them both weekends that we played because it was it, it was the same lineup for two weekends. Oh, um, cool shit. We played, uh, yeah, Coachella. Yeah, that was dope. That's another thing. Great. The same thing with Knock Loose. You guys said, yeah, that's good because now it's been done. Like now, dude. That, what's cool about that is like for Knox Loose, they're like, I was like, what's up? And like, I, I've known those dudes; they're all fucking awesome. Yeah. And uh, they're playing, and I'm, I start throwing. I'm waiting, and it's like, I know, like, I was like, the stage is kind of high, and they're, uh, I'm waiting for like kind of the ender part of the set so I can watch the whole set, and then I'm just yeah. throwing stage dives the whole time because like, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna stage dive for my friends, like, but I, yeah. I want to make sure I can supposed to set in case i eat shit and i'm passed out <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah i was like waiting but they fucking ripped man they were sick um that fest was awesome because i didn't know what would happen i didn't know if people would look at us and walk yeah. out but it was pretty popping like people were circle pitting uh I people were staging diving. it was sick like i was i was like whoa like this is awesome and then was the I went festival people was the fit was the festival good with you guys were they cool with you guys the Dude, people yeah, itself like that that's great. Uh, Coachella, like everyone and the people involved in that come from punk too, like the the people yeah. who like kind of started it and everything. Yeah. And like all of them are so nice, man. And like Good they're shit. really cool to us. They I've played some fests where like I've shown up and like we weren't even we didn't even have like places to put our shit, you know. And I've yeah. played some fests like there. They really took care of us. They made That's sure great. we were good. Extremely yeah. nice people. Very like very welcoming. Ross Guild was like that too, you know. Same like, thing, yeah. I yeah. played some. I played some fests where they were like extremely. Um, they're nice, or like maybe they just there was like, 
there wasn't a lot like areas because it's so packed but like how welcoming and how like accommodating those fests were was like yeah. really was cool great. and a, a great experience and i'm so thankful we got to play like that was a that was a huge thing for us like that That's to huge. be like holy shit like and then i get i go and get to watch like i got to watch blondie i love blondie That's That's great. Yeah, i love songs. it too That's great. I went blondie i went and watch like a bunch of bands playing watch like That's blink played like yeah you know like uh, to go and see bands that i grew up on and like to play the fest and then like hang out and just chill. It was, it was a really cool weekend. I went though every day. So I went the day before we played the day we were there. I went every day, both weekends. And I like, I watched your money's worth. You got your, you got your scout bucks worth. Dude. I'm, I have never came for money. I never really had money. So I never thought I would be able to afford to go to a lot of these fests. So yes. when I'm there, I'm like, I'm more of like the spectator, like, oh my God, this bit, like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. all of us are like, we go after we play, we get our stuff and we like all get yeah. together and we go and like, all right, where's oh, these yeah. bands? Like, let's go over here. And we'll break off and we'll all like, we make plans of it. Cause like, yeah, we just sure. want to fucking see all these bands. Like we're truly just music nerds that love uh, to yeah. see all these bands and we love all this music. So I, I'm super thankful that I get to watch all these bands that I love and like, I get to see my friends like rip it up and then I'm like, oh shit. Like it's cool when you're in the, another country yeah. and you're like, dude, what's up? Like if you're all <laughs> playing with class, like that shit's oh, so yeah. sick. Yeah, like it's great. For sure, you know, you got you get to do something that you would have done for free in, in you know in in a, in a parking lot in a garage, and now you oh, people yeah. are, are flying you to a country and treating you good, and you get to do it yeah. with your friends. This is why I love this 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 shit, and and I'm glad you're getting to experience that. I could tell, you know, you're enjoying it, which you should, because sometimes some people forget to enjoy themselves. Like yeah, you know, yeah. They, you know, like everything about it. There's more, yeah, of course, but you see the show, like moments like that, like. Yeah, you're gonna be in a cool city. They're gonna treat, but to be able to see your friends that you would have seen, that you guys would have thought you would have never left the neighborhood. Now you're in another country, yeah. and you have a backstage. You're eating food together. You know, I know how that feels. It's a, it's a, it's a great feeling. Let me ask it's you this best. before, yeah, before we get out, of here, I want to ask you this, Scott. Moving forward, what what is it that you want? What's the next plan for Scott? And what is it that you want to like? What's your what you want to leave people with? when it's long gone, you know, whenever you know, that decides to be. Hopefully never, but uh, you know, like currently we got like these tours coming up. We got like Europe and then we got the headline tour with uh, military guns on it. We got a uh, MS paint, big laugh, and then made sure. See you guys in Florida, by the way, I'm, this time I'm going to, you guys are playing Miami and I'm in town. Last time I was out of town. So you're playing Gramps yeah, in yeah. Miami. So I'll be rolling up. Hell yeah, dude. I'll, we'll make sure you take care of that's uh right. I'm stoked. Like that's gonna be we purposely rooted to Miami too. They have such a sick scene. Like in the driving, like you're like, I was like, we have to hit Miami because it's such a cool scene there. And like they have like all kinds of like sick ass bands. Yeah. Shout out to Jeff and Equinox out yeah, there. Yeah, I seen and, uh, I missed your show because I left, but then I saw Gramps is a great spot. You guys had a you saw oh. that you got a good turnout, great turnout. And oh. again, um Miami had a scene, it kind of died off, and it's good that it's back scene. You guys, AF had a great show, you guys, so it's good that the energies spread evenly. With Just in general, the scene yeah. is good. Like it's it's, It could be good with the right thing. And I saw you guys are coming, so I'm glad I'm going to be popping up. But um, you got that tour, new, new record. Like I was saying, you want, you want, what do you want people to, to remember, Scow? And, yeah, and, and the, when, when you guys are gone, meaning even off this planet, what, what, what's your, what you want to leave your mark with, with the band? So if like musically we, we've been doing like the last EP, like we, we kind of mix some stuff up and we, you know, I love that people are singing along and seem to like it. And like, um, I love anything that we've done that when people sing and like have fun, that, that, that energy is really important to me. And when it, when it all is said and done, whether people are like, yo, fucking, like, I love this shit, I hate this shit, whatever it is, I do want them to know, like, if it's not the songs, which I hope it is, I hope people love the songs and they outlast us, you know, of yeah. course, like, you know, if I'm dead in the ground, I hope people can still sing along to a song I was a part of, and, like, that song and that fun attitude, but more the energy of the song is, like, it's all about fun and what you want to do, and, like, you can do it, you know, like, for me, it's, like, 
I picked up a guitar and I did these songs and now I get to, you know, I'm not like an amazing savant guitar player that like is changing the world, but I'm doing, I'm just trying, you know, and like that, that attitude, that attitude, that fun and that just like go for it attitude. I want that. <clears throat> I want people to resonate with that and be like, if, if they can see like maybe some kid like 50 years from now or something, it's like, I don't know if I should do a band, but he hears like, yeah, you could do it. That band, like they didn't, half of them didn't even play instruments. And then like they toured a bunch and stuff. Like you can do it if you just try, then like, I want that. I want that to be a thing. Cause the germs, the germs did shit like that. And like, I was like, yo, like they did it. Like maybe I should do that. And then it, I get to tour now. So like, it's just like, go and like, don't give a fuck. Do what feels natural to you. Have fun and like, just do go for it. That's what I want the people that energy to be left there. And then you know, hopefully some songs they're singing along too. So like, <laughs> yeah, you know, listen, hopefully we leave them there. That that you couldn't have we couldn't have ended this any better. What you said to a T is again, I'm glad I'm glad that you have the the right head on your shoulders, and I'm glad that it's one of the the front runners of this new scene because that's very important what you say. And I could tell you were raised right. For the point oh, is, you. I, and you know, I, I salute to your parents. I hopefully they they were they weren't abusive, but why I think they would they right by you, I could tell. I'm the same way. You you're looking at the bigger picture, like, you know, sure, uh, you know, we want to do great. We we love to feel the pat on the back. All that is great. We know if we do what we're gonna do, that that could come with it, and that's great. But the bigger picture is like, yeah. We're having a good time. I want people to know that they could do it. All that shit you're saying is right, and it's very necessary because this music is about that. It was made because people said, you can't do it. You can't do it. And then all these people said, we're going to show you we could do it. Now we're going to do it our way. You may not like it, but it's how we like it. And that's why the Metallicas and the biggest stars have an AF, a Corrosion Conformity, a Misfit sticker. Because at the end of the day, they know yeah. what they know where, the, <clears throat> where the soul comes from. But listen, Malachi, I'm glad I finally got you. Again, I'm rooting for you guys. Um, whenever Thanks. something's new, you know what's up. I'm going to see you guys in Florida. Um, we'll talk more crap there. We'll, we'll talk some shit. I got a whole bunch of stuff over to talk about. But um, everybody, make sure you go support. Let everybody know where they could get uh, the merch or the Instagram. Let everybody know what's up. Uh, Scal40831 is uh, where you'll find us on Instagram, Twitter. We got... We got and all the merch and the merch. The we merch. can find the merch there. Scal40831.com. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> there's merch there. And then there's like, there's links in our, in our bios and stuff like that. So you can find the music, you can find the merch, you can find, you know, I, I love when my, my preferred thing is like, you know, come to a show, love to say hi, give you buy some merch or whatever. That's like, it's my thing, but you can find all of our stuff there. You know, oh, like, yeah. uh, you can find everything in our bios on our Instagrams and Twitters and stuff. Yeah, no, definitely everybody. Cause some people they get, you know, they, they have to wait till you come into town. So they want to represent ahead yeah. of time. So make sure yeah, you go get this up, go get that list at Malachi again. And by the way, I was laughing with Kat cause on paper, when, when, when I saw the name, I was like, is it Malachi? Cause I knew this, there was the Malachi brothers from Happy Days. These two Italian guys, they were the bad guys. And she started dying. I was like, no, it's Malachi. I was like, like I know Children of the Corn, but I keep seeing Malachi. So every time I see your name on when you on the text, I was like, yo, the Malachi brothers are hitting me. So it's like, but anyway, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I do that every, every day for coffee. They're like Malachi. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, all right. But I want you to Google everybody that they Google the Malachi brothers. They, they were hard. They were on Happy Days. But listen. I'll let you know when this drops. Shout out to freaking Sky. Shout out to Malachi. Shout out to the Malachi brothers. Smoking Word TV. We in the building. We out of here. Yo, one love. We out. Thank you, man. Thank you for Be having safe, me. Be safe, bro.